Hey, I'm Ruben from Dub. Welcome to Connection Loop, our actionable podcast about building businesses with daily human connections. Connection Loop features long form interviews with fascinating people in sales, marketing, and beyond. Enjoy today's episode and learn more about Dub at dub.com. I'm Amanda Horvath. I ran a video marketing business for six years where I was actually the one shooting and editing videos for clients, including some big names that you would know. But as all service providers do, I burned myself out and was like, let me escape that grind and get into the online course business because who isn't doing that these days? So I hopped on over, created an online course that teaches business owners my method for creating videos the, actually the same method that I've used to create one video per week for the past three years. So a sustainable method where you can film once per month and outsource 80% of your editing. And now I'm exploring what is the best business model that will actually achieve freedom because it's, you know, it's a, it's an exploration. So that's the current mission that I'm on. Well, that's the dream really. And what I love about your strategy and your evolution is that you you went from what's really interesting about this model is that you can start making revenue from day one. I mean, you can you can build an agency, you can have clients, you can provide a service, um, you can be an ad agent, you can be an editor, you can be a producer. So many things that you could do and start to do that. And as you start to mine information, mine data, um, then you can start to say, well, what's my what's my like process? Like, what's the larger theme that I'm trying to to educate people on? And that's when you I totally believe can can create what you've created, which is like a course and, and a series of courses eventually. Um, so yeah. that's that's a great evolution. And what I also love about that model is that you've probably learned so much from you being a creator and then also from your clients. I mean, what are what are like the top three things that you've learned that you know you want to educate people on that they just had to kind of have to hear? Yeah. So first and foremost. There's no such thing as clarity before you start. <laughs> Stop waiting around for that aha idea that's going to make all the dots align. You gotta take the leap and you gotta start taking action before that stuff's going to come through. So I think that's the biggest mistake that I see people make when it comes to creating content is, mm. well, I don't really know exactly what to create content on just yet. Well, yeah, let's do some initial thinking, let's work through that, but you don't need to wait until it's fully clear in order to hit record. Okay. So that is very interesting to me. So what you kind of do in that process is you bring people into the process where as you're learning something, you're kind of educating them. And it's all about personality at that point, which ultimately is why people show up. So, so um, how do you get through that, you know, imposter syndrome? How do you get through that? I don't know what to say. I maybe lack confidence. How do you solve that? So the fact that you guys are seeing me today just like riff it, be fun on camera, just mess around is a big deal because when I first started, I was so awkward. You could mm. hear my heart beating through the microphone. It was like, <laughs> you know, like I'm alone in a room with the camera. Why do I feel this way? So if you feel that way, man, I totally get it. You are not alone. I think for me, what what the way that I was able to overcome it was first and foremost, you got to practice, right? So once again, if you're feeling that way, you just got to sit down in front of the camera and practice. And this, these don't have to be videos that actually go live. You could, there's several different ways that you could do it. You could, I actually think even just hitting voice 
hitting record on the voice memo app of your phone and listening to yourself talk, it's the same experience as being on camera. So in some ways, like it removes the obstacle of actually seeing yourself, you're just hearing yourself. And so many people say, oh, I hate the way I sound when I'm on camera, right? And so we have all of this anxiety of like, how are people going to view me and all of these different things. When you hit recording the voice memo app, you listen back to yourself. Are you interesting to listen to? Mm. Like, what's what are you super monotone do you need to learn how to kind of like go up and down you start to kind of practice this skill and hear yourself from a third person perspective and get used to it before you're kind of going live mm. so go, go for it <laughs> yeah and i was gonna say just a follow-up question to that is that when you so one thing is hearing yourself, the other thing is seeing yourself. You know, a lot of which people would be the next step for sure. Which would be the next step, which is recording. So, so my my thing is, uh, you know, I've done this many times now in my life, where it's just staring in the mirror, staring in the mirror for like ten seconds, and you and not yes. saying anything. Can you yes. can you do that right? Because if you if you can't do it for ten seconds, if you have to do this or this or just do the model pose or pucker the lips or something. There's like something that's going on. Is it a confidence issue? Is it like childhood trauma? Is it someone in your life telling you that you have too big this or too small that? Like, what is it that drives that? Um, how do you, how do we self-love? How do we get more confident with ourselves so that we can look in the mirror and then eventually be on camera and just be chill? Absolutely. I think that, uh, that's actually one of the other tips that I give. Um, I have like three core tips and staring at yourself in the mirror is definitely one of them. Um, and, and also talking to yourself in the mirror. I think in general, just getting used to how you're viewing yourself. Um, and then putting it all together, sitting down in front of the camera, recording a video, watching your videos back. So many people are just say, I can't watch my videos. They're so cringeworthy. Well, one of the best tips that I got was watch your videos a lot. You're going to notice all the things that you hate about yourself. You're going to notice that one strand of hair that's out of the way or whatever, or how you talk with your chin up and you need to learn how to put it down. And so you're going to make all these micro adjustments over time to where you're going to look at yourself one day and say, hmm, I kind of like who I am on camera. <laughs> or you're going to, you're going to never stop and you're going to always find things that you can tweak <laughs> knowing that, you know what, no one else is noticing those things. Sometimes it's self-improvement. Sometimes it's just self-criticism. It's, it's hard. It's a hard process. Absolutely. I mean, I, I'm joking around right now, obviously, but when it comes to video, I always say video is a spiritual teacher. It is mm. going to bring up whatever the demons are that you're facing and you're going to have to work through them. And because you have to work through them, that's what gains the confidence. That's mm. how you begin showing up in a different way. And that's how it begins to attract an audience to you because people are seeing you change. And because you're doing that inner work, it starts to pop up. And that's what builds an audience. Mm. One of my one of my favorite things to that point is this idea of leaning into constraints and embracing the realities of your life. Um, my reality is that my hair always used to stick up. And I, you know, after I got up from sleep or whatever, it would just stick up. And then one day I was like, well, wait a minute, why don't I just grow my hair so that it always sticks up? And then all of a sudden I solved my problem. It's I'm the guy who has like hair that sticks up, right? And everyone has their own constraint, whether it's, 
you know, pets running around or whether it's kids or whether it's something going on in the house or it's facial gestures or self-deprecation or comedy, the list goes on. You know, my mm-hmm. question for you is how do we em- embrace our realities and actually turn those into our superpowers? So good. So good. I believe that your weakness will naturally become your superpower when it in general and anything that you do, but specifically with video. So when I was a video creator that was actually shooting and editing videos for other business owners, I had a particular style that I did. and It was based on my weaknesses. Like I wasn't a narrative filmmaker that was going to get actors and script you know, script videos and everything like that. No, like I was documentary style. That's what I knew how to do. And so I went to that and I, I didn't play up my weaknesses. I went into the strengths. So I think it's just allowing yourself to be who you are and don't try to be someone you're not. Like if you aren't good at going live, don't go live, do pre-recorded videos for a little bit. Mm. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. lean into your strengths. Yeah. Um, so Kung Fu Panda, um, Shifu, the little mouse, is he a rat or a mouse? I don't know. So his, his, um, his whole mantra. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So his, this was his big tip. His big tip is I'm not going to teach you how to be me. I'm going to teach you how to be you. And that was that moment where like Kung Fu Panda Poe was like, what are you talking about? That doesn't make any sense. I'm super confused. Right. (laughs) And I think it's just this idea of we are different. Each and every one of us is different with a different set of constraints. And if we actually embrace those instead of trying to fight them, um, that's where the opportunity lies. So in the case Mm -hmm. of Poe from Kung Fu Panda, he was like beastly and he was monstrous. And and that's why he could just crush people, you know, (laughs) literally. And Absolutely. uh, (laughs) Right? And I think we're all all suffering from that, Um, this idea, a lot of us, of of being criticized for those things. And, and in fact, it's just, it's a mindset thing where we just have to overcome that and say, you know what, to your point, it's our superpower. Absolutely. One tool that I'll throw in really quickly that has been a tool that has literally changed everything for me is human design and getting to know your unique self, your unique skills, what, how your energy works and everything like that. And so I've put together, it's honestly way too complicated to describe it to you guys in this podcast, but I put together a little quick start guide to get you up and running with this tool because I believe it's genuinely a tool that every entrepreneur needs to be using. Um, So if you want to kind of lean into the strengths that you have, then we'll make sure to get you that link to the quick start guide. There you go. Quick start guide to human design. Woo. Nice. So let's talk a little bit about human design. What is what is human design? So human design is an awareness tool that is going to reveal these micro shifts that you can make in your life in order to experience less resistance. So in some ways, you can think about it like a personality profile. Got it. Okay. And then, so is that something that's a very kind of self-reflexive looking within understanding who we are? Is this, is this also like a self-realization thing? Talk to me about that. Absolutely. So it's a self-realization tool and it really, it's, it pulls together all these different esoteric and exoteric elements together. Um, so it's pretty woo-woo if you, if you get me, but at the same time, it's super grounded and real. So when you try it on for yourself, when you discover what your type is, cause there's four main types and you watch a video about that, 
then you're going to very quickly be like, whoa, I have been missing out on this. It's kind of like the Enneagram for anyone's familiar with the Enneagram. Are you familiar with that? I've heard of it, but I haven't gone through the, the, the survey process at all. Yeah. So it teaches you core elements of yourself that like you're already aware of intuitively, you know, these things about yourself, but you might've been denying them or even trying to push them away because you think they're parts of yourself that shouldn't be there. So this is a really amazing tool just to lean into your self-development journey and, and gain clarity on your strengths. So take us through your process. What was that like for you? I mean, obviously, this would be just a summary of it because this is sounds like very extensive. But tell us it's a little bit about your. Yeah. What? Just yeah, give so, us a sneak peek so on yeah. your human design. I'll give you a, a quick, uh, quick sneak peek. So I'm a projector and projectors are 20 percent of the population. So projectors, what we, we have what we call a penetrating aura and it can go directly into the center of other people and it can be really intense. A lot of people, they don't like to be penetrated like that. That sounds horrible, but you get what I'm saying. They don't <laughs> like that to like, you're looking deep into them and you're kind of absorbing information from them. And because of that, I've experienced a lot of, um, misunderstandings with other people in my life and learning that my aura is this way kind of allows me to lean into it and say, oh, that's why not everyone is going to be attracted to my energy. It's kind of intense. But at the same time, that is going to attract the right people to me. And all I have to do is wait for those people to come to me rather than me going out and seeking and trying to do a million things. So for example, this podcast was an invitation. I said yes to the invitation, right? But I didn't go out seeking to get on this podcast because that's, you know, that would be out not using my energy properly. So these are the small minor tweaks that it gives you insight into it that just helps business become so much more, have less resistance overall. And I think that to your point, I think one of the most painful processes is if you, if you are a certain personality type or you think in a certain way, and I'm always hesitant to kind of categorize us into, into blocks of personality type because it's dynamic, we're ever changing, but I understand Absolutely. that we can kind of, we can gravitate towards something. But I think that the most painful or even dangerous thing is that when someone is a projector and they try, they're, they're, they're in a desperate mindset, you know, how do mm -hmm. I get, get more clients? How do I pay my bills? And you know, how do I deal with this stack of bills on my desk? Right. And then they convert exactly. and they're forced to do something that's not natural to them. And they're, they're calling people, they're sending those LinkedIn sales messages and they're pissing people off maybe because it's not natural. It's not what they do. And then they might not be emotionally prepared for the repercussions of that, which is rejection and self-doubt and self-pity and a victim mentality. And then all of a sudden you end up in a worse place where you even started out. So, you know, how do we, how do we, I guess the question for you is how do we avoid, how do we stay true to ourselves, not be desperate and, and be on that path to success? Yeah, I think it's a journey. I think it's, it's a constant iterative process, right? Some people are going to have that one, two steps forward, one step back, right? That constant growth experience and the constant pivoting. I think that 
entrepreneurship and being an online marketer looks really cool from the outside. And then when you actually get in it, it's a bit, it's a grind. You got to put in the work and you got to make it happen. So it's that be dedicated to the iterative process would be my tip. Mm, love that. And um, as part of that process, I think one of the most important things is what to say, right? So, you know, when we talk about our content calendar, when we talk about gaining clarity in our larger canon, larger library of work, how would you how would you recommend that we actually build that calendar up? Like, what do we open up a spreadsheet, start building yeah. topics, do it in one sitting, do it uh, over a course of time? What's your take on that? Love it. Okay. So... I really believe that you should start by deep diving into the core elements of who you are. So I, this is what, this is, I have so many freebies, you guys, like things that I share for, I create videos every single week. So I have a resource to this, but it's like diving into the patterns that have repeated themselves over and over in your life. So what are the things that you were, you've been doing since as early as you can remember that you're still doing today, even if they don't relate to business, start there. Start looking at those elements of yourself and just start reflecting on them. So for example, mine are obviously video. It's huge for me. I talk about that all the time. Psychology, I'm really obsessed with psychology. Theology is actually a big one for me as well. And none of those things are popping up in my main business right now, but getting that brainstorming process starts to build a developed online persona, not just I'm going to release content, right? Which is what everyone does. So start there, start with the core element of who you are, then ask yourself, what do people need? What do my business owners or what do the clients that I'm about to work with not know that they need to know? Start with those topics start with topics where you're repeating yourself over and over again. Um, I could go on for days with ideas here, but <laughs> I'll stop there. <laughs> well, that's that's a that's a really good start. I mean, another thing that I always think about when I'm trying to come up with a content calendar is this idea of what are people asking for? You know, what mm -hmm. what are you what are you what are you reading? What are you hearing about? You know, when you're on Zoom, when you're looking at your comments on social posts, what are people saying? Are they repeated themes? You know, because if you can get into this loop of just responding to what people are asking you, you can create a, 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 an amazing content calendar. I mean, this is one of the things, this is one of my favorite features on TikTok. And what I'm referring to specifically is where you can go to a comment, you can click a button, and within one second, you're creating a video that responds to someone's comment. Um, this is why TikTok is growing as fast as it is, and it's why it's so innovative, because it's simple features like that that are just facilitating communication. And it's making it so easy for people to just click a button in the most raw format, raw scenario that they're in, and just get something out there and like drive mm -hmm. pretty much guaranteed engagement. Because guess what? There's at least one viewer. <laughs> Absolutely, that's so true. I actually don't know much about that feature. Um, I, I haven't explored the TikTok world as much. So. <laughs> well, I am here. I am here to to evangelize TikTok, and I am a new new TikToker. I was going to call myself a young TikToker, but I'm I'm not going to say that actually because I'm not a young TikToker. I'm <laughs> just a true. new I, TikToker. I, feel, I feel like how Gen X felt when uh, Instagram <laughs> started coming out. I'm like, no TikTok now. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, no, but it's it's all age groups. Everyone's on it from age like three mm-hmm. to 133. But what I was going to say was this, is that the amount of traction that you can get on, on TikTok is better than any channel out there, like hands down at, at a repeated scale. What a lot of these social channels do is they they democratize the sharing of information. YouTube democratizes video content. Anyone can go be a video creator on YouTube. What TikTok democratizes is they democratize virality, which sounds a little crazy mm. and, and sets up a bad expectation, but um, it's it's a continued repeated effort. So I would just encourage anyone right now, I don't care what your business is, you could be a VP, you could be a CEO, whatever it is, um, go and create 20 TikTok videos within your within your content kind of you know world and just watch what happens because it's pretty pretty amazing. Um, I'm also on the cusp of getting my my most viral TikTok video, which was like 1.8 million views, and it was the most random thing ever. Um, it was like how to reheat pizza. So hmm. uh, I guess I guess I'm the pizza reheating guy, but I mean it's it's just interesting where you land. And the other thing that I'll really quickly say is that when we go meet people at parties and we hang out. We don't talk about business within the first 10 or 15 minutes of, of meeting people, you know, by the by the Kool-Aid bowl. That's not what we do. We just talk about ourselves and, you know, give compliments, receive compliments, ask questions, just get to know each other, break the ice. And I think the same thing happens on social that by selling from the very beginning, you're doing yourself a disservice because that's not probably what you're going to do in real life. And if you do, you're going to be that guy at the party. Totally. Yeah. Don't start posting on social desperately trying to get people to get what you want. Build the relationships. And I think that's the thing that a lot of people don't realize about social. Like The hard thing about social is not actually putting yourself out there and getting the content out there. It is building those relationships and the DMs. And I think that's where Dub actually plays a huge role in this whole process, making it easier to connect with people. So props to y'all for doing that. Well, thank you for saying that. It has been it has been a journey to use the the word journey because it's been a a total learning process. You know, no one knows. No, there's no such thing as an expert at like video marketing, video communication. We're all just students here. We're all learning, and that's we're not, so true, right? And just as long as we're like thirty minutes, maybe sixty minutes ahead, you know, we can have you know, we can we can be a coach. We can be we can have clients and stuff. But at the same time. Um, I kid when I say that, but I'm also being kind of honest because, you know, we also have to learn every single day. We have to learn on how to navigate certain things. You know, this idea of being authentic, people just burn that topic out like crazy Mm -hmm. because why it was in response to this idea of being overly corporate and overly stiff on videos. But now like, what does authenticity even mean in videos? Like what, how do we, how do we evolve from that? What's the next What's the next thing? Is it conversational stuff like this? Is it more real-time stuff? Is it live? Like my question for you is, what's the next cool thing in video, video marketing, et cetera? I love that question. Okay, putting me on the spot. What is the next big thing within video marketing? Hmm. I mean, Instagram just came out with these live chat rooms, right? I don't know if you've seen that yet. I haven't played around with it, but that's like brand new as of this week. Um, which there it is. is interesting. Yeah. There it is. There it is. There you go. So, um, okay. So let's talk through this. I have not seen it to answer your question. Um, my thesis is that it's in response to the audio social network clubhouse. That's my, that's my take. I could that's be wrong what on I that. think so too. Yeah. That, 
I don't know much about it myself either. I just saw a video about it and like clicked on it and haven't updated my app yet. Um, I actually think Instagram is falling off hardcore. Yeah. I've had a lot of people communicate this with me. Like I felt it. I went MIA on Instagram for two months, which was, you know, a pretty big deal. That was my second platform. Um, just kind of dropped off for a little bit and mm -hmm. by design, by choice. And so many other people have been doing the same. So I feel like Instagram they know how to play the game and they're looking for what's next. And so I think this live group uh, chat, whatever it is, is, is definitely competing with the, the clubhouse traffic that's been taken away. Now here's what I like about it. And here's what I don't like about it. What I like about Instagram rooms, chat rooms, is that what they're called? Chat rooms? You know, I, I hate to, it's so early you guys that neither one of us knows what it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, but at so, the same time, like we're going to ask, right? We're going to create the next thing if this isn't what it is. <laughs> there it is. So I, I don't know if I have access, but here's, I'll just very quickly kind of summarize what I like about it and what I don't like about it. The reason why Clubhouse is amazing, in my opinion, is because you could be floating around the house. You could be taking out the trash. You could be brooming and you can be hanging out with people in, in the jacuzzi and you're just listening and you're, you're, 100%. it's, it's, it's immersive, but it's also an optive in situation where you can just back out and just be kind of chilling in the audience. Um, so it allows me to like continue with my life. The idea of being on video like more in my life, you know, what is the point of that? I mean, I think who was it? I think it was Naval from Angelus. I'm trying to remember who said this, but um, Shannon uh, from my team, he told me this, but he said that, you know, Clubhouse confirms that video was was a was a bug of of like live videos live streaming because you can learn mm. so much just by listening and by just getting us stuck to more screens having our retinas just burn out of our brains like it's it's it might not be the most conducive thing for us in our lives right now no um and then what is it going to look like in you know months from now when we're just like i need to get out of this house and away from these devices and just out back into the real world what is that going to look like i'd love to love to get your take on it man i i think that events are going to be huge <laughs> once the world opens up again right i know like right Things are starting to, as I as I sit here right now, looking outside, like the spring spring has sprung. It seems yeah. like, and things are going to start opening opening up. I think that you're right. Getting off the screens is key, but also connection is key. Like I have, I think we live in an even more global world than we did before this whole pandemic. And I have people that I meet with on a weekly basis that live in Australia. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think that the, it's here to stay. These these group rooms, chat rooms, whatever they are. Um, and I know as a course creator or as a content creator, it can be really challenging to do personal one-to-one -one DMs. Like one of the reasons I stopped on Instagram is I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed with the amount of DMs that are coming in. I don't want to keep up. Like that's not the lifestyle I'm trying to do. So if I can say, hey, once a week, I'm popping into a live chat room. Let's hang out. Come hang with me. Why not? Like I could see it heading that direction if, if that makes sense that makes total sense you know i i think i kind of tend more on the asynchronous like let me just consume content when i want to consume it it could be in the middle of the night it could be during the work day i just kind of live better it's more comfortable for me i like live live video i love it we're live streaming right now but um live video to me as i mentioned earlier it's it's something that shouldn't happen in in as a replacement 
to some evergreen piece of content that exists out there. It has to happen in conjunction with it. And that's really the one-two punch that, that I personally love. So I've seen the most results with that. No, I love the way that you're doing it. This is a very smart video strategy. I would definitely listen up and, and not just to what he's saying, but what he's doing too. Because being going live streaming, getting the content in with the guest, you're getting it done without any edits, then you make the micro content pieces from that and release those on social, that's actually sustainable. The reverse, which people, and then I'll, I'll get off my soapbox here, <laughs> but the reverse, <laughs> which a lot of people, um, they're like, hey Amanda, why don't you take your YouTube videos and cut it into micro content pieces and release it all over social media? No, I don't wanna do that. That's a ton of work. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. It's not the same kind of micro content pieces as it is to take this and make it into micro content pieces. Is, um, that's so well said. I mean, taking the YouTube video, dropping it in a premiere, getting your cuts, getting your chops. I mean, we have a device right here. There's a pause button on so many of our favorite uh, platforms, including the Dub mobile app, shameless plug, because we're all about multiple <laughs> clips. And and just being by being able to re reproduce, recreate that and then share it, like it's just, it's, it's like, it's the perfect accessible, you know, hit. So love it. Nicely yeah. put. Um, yeah. So you you got a website, you've got a lot of resources, you've got some courses. Tell us where we can learn more about you and some of the content that you have. Yeah, so I definitely recommend getting on my email list. That's the first thing. Uh, you can join that either with the Quick Start Guide to Human Design or the Quick Start Guide to Video, which if you scroll down um, or go if you go back to the website, the one, yeah, and then right there, you can join right there too. Um, so definitely join that just because I'm ever evolving, I'm ever changing, but that gets my weekly YouTube video into your inbox every week. They're short, they're quick. You can learn video marketing in less than 10 minutes per week. And I put a lot of work into them. So I can't recommend that resource enough. Very cool. And then um, what is your website address and where can people find you on social? amandahorvath.com and the best social for me is youtube so head on over amanda horvath and subscribe nice there it is thank you so much man i appreciate the time yeah thank you stick around for some notes thanks